Thanks for tuning into this week's message. For more resources and information about Cedar Valley, please visit cbchurch.org. Well, good morning, church. It's so good to see you today. Come on, let's put our hands together. Let's worship God. Let's praise the name of Jesus. I'll praise you in the valley. Praise on the mountain. I'll praise when I'm sure.
your holy name. We recognize that you are able to heal, deliver, give us freedom. This is a
Man, do you believe that this morning? I want you to just stop and think about that this morning. You didn't, you didn't just walk into a building. We're, we're not just meeting with other folks. We've come to meet with the creator of the universe. And the presence of the Holy Spirit is here now. We're in it. We're, we're experiencing the presence of the Holy Spirit. So, Father, we just say these next 60 minutes or whatever it is, love God, these are yours. This is the least that we could do. We've come to worship you. We desire to know you. We want to experience you. Father, I'm praying that we would leave here today and we would realize we've been in the presence of the living God. We've been in the presence of the living God and you've ministered. You caught us completely off guard, something we weren't even thinking about today, God. We certainly weren't expecting. Father, that's what we're praying for this morning. And not just so that we can be wowed. You're not a God to put on a show for us so that we can be transformed, so that we can be changed. God, that we would leave here today and be a different people. Glorify yourself today. Glorify yourself, Father, we pray. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. Hey, you can take a seat this morning. Uh, this will be a very different day for us. So if you're new, welcome. Welcome to Cedar Valley. We love having you here with us. Welcome to those of you who normally attend. And if you're online, welcome to you this morning. We're, we're changing our rhythm just a little bit as a church. And very oftentimes what happens is right in about January, we'll do something on vision. We'll speak about the vision of the church for the next year. And if you stop and think about it, our, our year really runs similar to a school year. That's, that's really the, the church's year. And we do ministry in the summer and we have things going on in the summer. But really our, our year kind of runs very similarly to a school year. And so this, this year we'll do our, our vision series starting next week and I'm telling you this you need to be in the house you need to be here for the entire series and if you're online and you're in town I know some of you live out of the country and and some of you are, are not in Minnesota but if you're in the metro area in particular 
I'm asking that you would be in the house. We want you here. Maybe you've never even been here, but you've, you've seen it online. I'm asking that you would be here in the house. I'm telling you that what we're going to undertake in the next year is bigger maybe than anything this church has ever done before. And it's going to take all of us. We had board meeting Tuesday night, and I, and I was talking about this, and I said, man, I, my history here is short. We, we were only here to come about 2008, 2009. And I said, this, this could be the biggest thing that this church has ever undertaken. It's the biggest, it's the biggest like, God, we're fully relying on you kind of thing we've ever done. And I had a board member who's been at this church for over 50 years, and he just said, well, it's the craziest thing we've ever undertaken. And I'm telling you, man, when those kinds of things happen, it's only going to be by the power of God. It's not going to be because, because we have a cool facility or we have great worship. It's not going to be because of that. And so I'm saying we all need to be here. We're all going to have to be a part of it. And maybe we've, I'm telling you that sometimes we look around at the culture and we see what's going on. And if you're like me, and I just think in my head, what the heck is going on? What are we up to as a society? What are we up to? And I'll say this, you'll hear me say this time and time and time again. I do not believe the problem is the darkness. Listen to me, the problem is not the darkness, it's the light. The light is the problem. The light is hidden. We become so just, just apathetic. We become so comfortable. We're committed to comfort. We are not called to comfort. That's, that's not God's people. We just seem to go along, and, I, and I'm talking to myself right now, just so you know that. I'm talking to me. We just seem to go along with what the culture is, and we'll act a little disgusted every once in a while, and then we feel like we've done our part. And I'm saying, no, God's people have got to start leading the way. We have got to be God's people once again. And so I think this, yeah, that's okay. You can clap for that. And so I think of this, that, that uh, David, David had become the king, and of Israel and David really wanted to build the temple and, and God said no you're not going to build the temple you're not going to build the temple one after you is going to build the temple we know that David's son Solomon eventually built the temple and now they're all done building the temple and in 2nd Chronicles chapter 7 it says this he, he's this is God speaking through the prophet and he says God says then if my people I mean, I know, that, I know this wasn't written directly to us, but there are principles here. God is saying, if my people, that's us. If my people, who are called by my name, we love to use the title, oh, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian. Okay, step forward, Christians. If my people, who are called by my name, will humble themselves, and they will pray, and they will seek my face, to, to seek God intimately, to know him. If they will seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear them from heaven. And I'll forgive their sins and restore their land. And I would say, maybe you say, well, I don't, I don't have any great sin. I don't have any great sin that needs to be forgiven. Again, I'm just talking to me, and, and maybe some of this gets splashed on you. I would say the sin has become apathy. The sin is, is just apathy. And we, we see these things happening, and we just think, well, what, what, who am I? What am I? Well, in and of ourselves, by, we're, we're nothing. But what if the church got together? What if the church was a body? And what if we recognize that we're empowered by the Holy Spirit? Then what could happen? And so this morning, we'll be praise and worship. We're going to humble ourselves. We're going to seek the face of God. 
We're going to seek to know him. We're, we're going to have different prayer moments during this morning where we're going to pray for specific things for you, and you, we're going to ask you to join in with us as a church. But I think this morning has the potential to be a really powerful morning, and it's going to get us prepared for what is the vision, and we're going to be laying that out over the next several weeks. I'm just telling you, you've got to be in the house for that. You need to be here. And I know in America today, most American Christians, on average, go to church twice a month. Those are the statistics, which means we do about every other month or every other week. And I'm saying this is one of those times when I'm saying, nope, be here every week. We're going to speak to the church. You're going to be challenged. I'm going to be challenged. I'll just be really honest with you. I have had a lot. I don't have a number in my head. I'm just telling you, a lot of sleepless nights. And, and I've been just clinging to Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. The Lord is my shepherd. I sh and, I just, and I just, right, I'm working on that psalm and I'm memorizing that psalm. And I'm saying, we're going to need that for this next year. And so I'm saying, be here every week. Let's stand to our feet. Hey, there's a, there's a, a creed that was written. It, it dates back, maybe they think the earliest forms of it could go all the way back to the second century. And it's called the Apostles' Creed. And it's one of the things that unites us. And I want to just cover a line because we're going to say this together. And I just want to cover a line because sometimes this is confusing to Christians who don't understand. Sometimes we get a little nervous where it says, uh, I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church. And some of you say, because here in Minnesota, man, a lot of our folks, a lot of you former Catholics, can you grow up Catholic, Catholic schools, right? A lot of you former Catholics, and you say, well, I'm, I'm, I'm not practicing Catholic anymore. Or you, or you say, uh, well, I've never been Catholic. Listen, understand, when we, because we're going to recite this together, when you say that, the Holy Catholic Church, Catholic means the universal church, the church worldwide, Lutherans and Baptists and Methodists and AG and non-denoms and EV free. It's talking about the whole church. That's why the C on church is capitalized. So we're going to read this, and then we're going to go back to worship. But this is what unites us. These are the basic core beliefs of the Christian church. Let's read it together. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, the creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died and was buried he descended into hell on the third day he rose again he ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the father he will come again to judge the living and the dead i believe in the holy spirit the holy catholic church the communion of saints the forgiveness of sins the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. That's what we believe. That's who we are. Father, hear our worship this morning. God, hear our hearts as we cry out this morning. God, receive this all as praise. This is all praise to you, Father. And so prepare our hearts now. Prepare our hearts now. Father, we, we, we sometimes we, we get a little off base. And so would you reel us in this morning? Would you affect our hearts? Would you touch our hearts? God, would you empower your church? Would you empower your church this morning, Father?
right above this building, many of you know there's a great big cross. That's the reason why we've come together this morning. We haven't come to indulge ourselves in fantastic music. We haven't come to see each other. I mean, we've done those things, but our primary reason for gathering this morning is because of the cross, because of Jesus. Father, this morning, we've gathered this morning. We recognize you. We see you as holy, as sovereign. We believe in you, Jesus. We believe you came, you suffered, you died, and you rose from the dead. And because of that, we can receive forgiveness of our sin. We can be in right relationship with you, God. And we thank you for making a way for us. We praise you. We worship you together this morning. In Jesus' name. Go ahead and take your seat there. This is going to be our first of a few different segments where we're going to intercede. Now, I realize that intercession to intercede is a big Christian word. So to understand intercession really just means to intervene, to get in between. So when we intercede, we get in between God and man. When we intercede on behalf of somebody, we are pleading on behalf of somebody else to God. How many of you believe that when we pray, God hears us? Absolutely. Now, I want to ask them to put the, the last slide Pastor Neil used in, in Chronicles. I, I just want to point out the very last verse of that. This is God speaking. He says, my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to every prayer made in this place. We believe that. We believe that God hears every prayer that we pray. When I think about praying on behalf of other people, interceding on behalf of other people, here's the thing. I asked the worship team this before we came out because I just wanted to make sure that I wasn't abnormal. I said, hey guys, can I ask you a question? Let's say you have people or circumstances in your life. These are people that you really care about. You love these people. Let's say you're at odds with them. Let's, let's, let's consider for a moment a young man who's at odd, uh, odds with his parents. He's got his family, he's got some children, but he's at odds with his parents. Let's, let's consider a mother who's in a marriage and uh, the marriage is having great troubles. Let's think about a young man who is in a single mother's home and there's not a lot of means, the heart's heavy. When you are cruising in the middle of an ocean on a vacation, but you have some of these situations in your life, some of these people in your life, isn't it true that as far away as you try to get these burdens, the weight of these burdens are still heavy on your heart? And they all said, absolutely. You cannot escape some, some of the heaviness of the burdens we carry for people and circumstances that we love so much. So what are we supposed to do with those things? Because I get the feeling that the church is filled this morning with great people who have real challenges in front of them. Somebody in your life that you love so much, that son that's gone wayward, that daughter that's gone wayward. There's challenges in your life and you can't seem to get a grasp on that or circumstances, you've lost your job, you've had this diagnosis, something's taking place in your life and you don't have control of it. And even when you're smiling and enjoying your company, there's a heaviness on your heart. What are we supposed to do with those things? 
I love what the Bible says in Philippians 4, verse 6 through 7. It says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard our hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. So we get to pray. And sometimes we say, you know, all I can do now is pray. And it's true. However, it's not our last resort. It's our best and should be our first place we run to, prayer. It's not all we can do now is pray. It's now I will pray and trust this into the hands of God. Now, you might not believe this, but I see a therapist regularly. And years ago, I was dealing with, and I still have my challenges, but I was dealing with some things in my own life that were weighing very heavy on my heart. Some of these things had to do with people that I love very much. Some of this had to do with some circumstances that I couldn't control. It was weighing on my heart. I was smiling, I was laughing, I was living my life, but there was a heaviness within my heart. And my therapist did something with me that I want us to do together this morning. She took out a piece of paper and she said, I want you to list on this piece of paper the people and the circumstances that you're referencing. These are people you love. These are people you desire resolved. These are things you want healed in your life. And I want us together to place these people and circumstances into the very capable hands of God. I had always learned to put my trust in God, to put my scenarios in God's hands but never had I heard someone say the very capable hands of God. It simply references a great truth. If there's one set of hands that can handle your situation today, if there's one set of hands that can handle the dissension in your life today, it is the very capable hands of God. So our rushers are going to come forward at this time. They're going to hand out pieces of paper to everybody in this room. We're going to take two to three minutes and we're going to have some silence. And I want you to take a piece of uh, this piece of paper. There's pens in between every seat. If you don't have a pen, just look for a pen right in between your seat. There's a little slot there. Just so you know, we put pens in there every week so that you have something to write with. And what I'd like for you to do is in this two to three minutes, I'd like for you to begin to list out names and scenarios that weigh heavy in your heart. And when we're through with this, we're going to pray all together, but then we're going to tuck these away in our Bibles. And we're going to continue to present these things to God until he responds. So would you get your piece of paper? You'll see at the bottom there we put capable hands of God. Circle it, underline it, draw a picture around it. Get that word in your heart today. Capable. God is capable. God is capable. If there's one man who's capable, it's God himself. So would you begin to do that? We're going to give you two to three minutes to just begin to write the names and the circumstances that are weighing heavy on your heart this morning.
30 seconds more, you can begin to wrap up. I'll never forget the moment when she looked me in my eyes and told me, let's place these into the very capable hands of God. She painted a picture for me that really helped me understand that giving these to God, who is more than capable, is the very best thing that I can do. And I had a sense of relief when she did that. I've prayed all week that you too would experience that sense of relief, the peace scripture talks about a peace that goes beyond our own ability to even understand it's like we're exchanging our unrest and our stress for God's peace in our life would you stand to your feet with me this morning I want you to take hold of that piece of paper that you wrote names and circumstances on and together we're going to place these into the very capable hands of of God. So just take hold of it, put it in your hand. I'd like to lead us in a word of prayer. Father, this morning, your word tells us that we can cast our cares upon you because you care for us. We believe that you are fully aware of every single detail in our life. And you care. You care about the burdens in our heart. You care about the things that keep us up at night. You care about our tears. You care about our life. The closest picture we can come to this is how a father cares for his child. And that doesn't even compare to the love you have for us. And so out of obedience to your word to cast our cares upon you because you care for us today, we give you on this sheet of paper things that weigh heavy on our heart, people and circumstances that no matter where we go, this is somewhere in our thinking. And so we choose to intercede on behalf of some of these people. We stand in between them and you. We ask you for resolve. We ask you for healing. We ask for your peace that surpasses understanding. God, today we are reminded that you will carry this burden, that you will work things out on our behalf, that you are aware of these things, these people. You're aware of them, each and every one of them. There's a room filled this morning with people. You could walk up and down every aisle, call each one of us by name. You know us. You love us. And so today we place these burdens into your very capable hands. And now I want you to take a deep breath. Father, we place these into your capable hands. We trust you with them. And we will continue to pray. And pray and pray, not because it's the only thing we can do. It's because it's the very best thing that we can do. And we know that when we pray, you listen to us. And so we pray all of these things in your precious, powerful name. And together we said, Amen. Amen.
Now you know that there are many names for God, one of which is Jireh, Jehovah Jireh, which means you are my provider. How many believe God is a God of provision? God is a God of provision. We're going to sing this worship song, Jireh, and I want you to say, God, you are my provider. Amen. Let's sing this song. Say, I'll never be more loved than I am right now. Wasn't holding you up, so there's nothing I can do to let you down. It doesn't take a trophy to make you proud. I'll never be more loved than I am right now. Going through a storm. so clear what it's all about. Stay by my side when the sun goes down. Don't want to forget how I feel right now. Wish it out. Tyrell, you are We'll lift our voice and say
Again, we sing stuff. Do we believe that? Do I believe that? Do I believe that God is enough? I love it when we say, well, all we have is God now. I'm like, but what else did you need? All we can do is pray. What else would you want to do? The Israelites have been wandering around in the desert, and Moses is leading them, and now they've been to Mount Sinai, and God has given them the Ten Commandments. And now God is speaking to his people, and he's talking to them about how important it is that they don't just hear commandments. He's talking about how important it is they live, that they infuse themselves with this. In Deuteronomy chapter 6, then, he says this, speaking through the prophet Moses, these are the commands, these are the decrees, these are the regulations that the Lord your God commanded me to teach you, Moses said. You must obey them in the land you're about to enter you're about to occupy. You're about to get to something that's really significant. This is the way you got to start living. And you and your children and you and your grandchildren must fear the Lord your God as long as you live. If you obey all these decrees and commands, you'll enjoy a long life. It's going to go well for you, is what he's saying. Listen closely, Israel. And I would say, Cedar Valley Church today, listen and be careful to obey. Then if you obey, all will go well with you. And you will have many, here it is again, children in the land flowing with milk and honey, just as the Lord, the God of your ancestors, promised you. Listen, Cedar Valley Church today, listen. The Lord is our God, and it's the Lord alone. You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. And you must commit yourselves wholeheartedly to these commands that I'm giving you today. Repeat them, repeat them, repeat them, repeat them again and again to your children. Talk about them when you're at home and when you're on the road and when you're going to bed and when you're getting up. And he continues to talk to them over and over. And everything he says is about your children, your children, your children. Now perspective, we don't have children, but we have a home. And some of you are like us, you don't have children, but you're a home. And some of you are single, but you have a home. And so this morning, what we want to do right now is we want to start as we're preparing for this large venture, as we're preparing for this that's going to be riskier than anything we've ever done. We want to pray for homes. We want to pray that homes are right. We want to pray that this stuff is infused in my home, in your home, in the homes of this church. This stuff has got to become real to us. And so JJ's going to lead us, and we're going to sing. And while we're singing, if you just say, hey, I want it for our home. I want it for our home. I want it for our home. I want it for my home. I want it for my children. I want relationships restored. I want us to be infused with the Holy Spirit. I want us to be infused with biblical teachings. I want us to walk in this. I want us to be obedient. That's what we want because he says, if you do this, you'll live a long and prosperous life. As we sing that, you come forward. You spend time at the altar. Come forward for your home.
every strong break so that's our prayer right now father we're shouting the name of Jesus we know that's our hope it's not our only hope it's our hope the name of Jesus is our hope and God we declare the name of Jesus so right now in the name of Jesus I declare the name of Jesus over these homes I pray the name of Jesus over single homes. God, that you would just infuse their homes. That you would give them a passion and a desire for your word. And to live a life in accordance with that. God, I pray for married homes. 
God, I pray that you build up and establish marriages that would bring honor and glory to you. Father, I pray for homes with children. And God, that those children would learn your ways early. I pray that they would be ministers in their school. I pray, Father, that in the name of Jesus, I pray that we have second and third grade ministers for the name of Jesus in their school. God, I pray that you would heal homes. Right now, in the name of Jesus, would you heal homes? Would you heal homes? Father, I'm praying with their broken marriages, heal. God, as only you can. We believe you can. We believe you can. We're asking that you would do that, Father. We pray that you would heal relationships where there are children and parent relationships that are broken. God, would you begin to heal those even now? Would you heal those even now? Holy Spirit, would you be speaking to hearts even now? In the name of Jesus, Holy Spirit, speak even now. Speak to hearts right now, Holy Spirit, that there would be forgiveness, that there would be an acknowledgement of sins. Holy Spirit, you're working right now. I believe that. I believe there are homes right now who are hearing this. And whether they're in the room or online, you're hearing this right now and you're saying, that's my home. And my home's got to be healed. And I need to start by asking for forgiveness. I need to acknowledge what I've done. In the name of Jesus, that's happening in this room right now. Holy Spirit, you speak right now. You speak to hearts. You heal homes. You heal marriages. You heal parent relationships with their children. God, maybe it's not even a a family, a biologic family. Maybe it's the family of God. Maybe there are people in this room who right now know there's someone else in this room and they need to seek forgiveness. And maybe it's not someone in this room. Maybe it's someone outside of this room and they know that when they go home, they're going to have to reach out and they're going to seek forgiveness. God, that you would start with us, that you would build your people, that you would build your church. Do that in the name of Jesus. We're trusting you for healing. We're giving you thanks already for the healing that's going to take place. We're thanking you, God. We're thanking you for the way that you're building up homes right now, that you're encouraging homes, that you're strengthening homes, both here, both online, both in both places, God, that you're doing that. Build your church, oh God. Build your church, oh God. Build your church. We pray for this. We ask, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, amen. Hey, you guys can return to your seats. I'm going to ask our prayer team. Our prayer team is here this morning, and I'm going to ask you guys to come up real quick and get a bottle of oil. Get a bottle of oil. Get a bottle of oil. And they're going to be standing right up at this front row of seats. They're going to be standing right up this front row of seats. We'll make sure we've got, yep, great, right on, right on. And we'll have somebody over here too. Maybe that's Tony. But they're going to be in front of every section. Listen to this. This says, this is James, and James says this. If you are sick, Got it? If you are sick, if you are sick, anybody in this room sick today? Because I know this, man, I get reports, and people come and tell me about a diagnosis they just got. I'm like, wow, you're kidding me. And I understand what kind of stress and what kind of strain that can put on you. I, I understand that. It says if any of you are sick, then here's what you should do if you're sick. You just got a diagnosis. It's a long, chronic, it's an ongoing thing. Here's what you should do. It says have the church leaders come and pray for you. Ask them to put olive oil on you in the name of the Lord. And so what we're going to do, that whenever you see oil in, in the scriptures, it, it's representative of the Spirit. It's representative of the Spirit. And so our prayer team are all right out here. They're all right out front. And I'm just going to ask you, JJ's going to come up and he's going to lead this next song. Now, I want, I want to just tell you about a couple things. I'm going to ask you to come up. They're not going to pray for you. They're just simply going to anoint your head with oil and you're going to come to the altar. Just move to the altar. Move forward. But I would also say this. Now watch this because I think, listen, the lyrics aren't the scriptures, but the lyrics say some really scriptural things sometimes. And one of the lines in this song says, with all of the faith in this room, 
And then it talks about healing. And I would say this, maybe you're not someone in the room today who's battling illness. But with all of the faith in this room, can we all believe? Can we all believe for healing right now? Can we believe for that? And this is what I would say just to be really honest with you. I, don't, I, I never pray this. God, I declare you must do this. Who are we to tell God what he's got to do? No, no, no. I say this, God, I know you can. I know you can. I'm asking that you would. I'm asking that you would do this in the name of Jesus. I know you can. I'm asking that you would. And so maybe it's a physical healing. Maybe it's a diagnosis. Now, here's the other thing. Some of you are in the room today, and the person who needs it, they can't be in the room today. I want you to come forward in their place. I want you to be anointed. I want you to stand in the gap for them. I want you to believe for healing for them. Nancy, I want you to come for Ken. I want you folks to come and be anointed right now. Just start getting up and come to the altar. They're going to anoint you with oil. They're going to anoint you with oil, and you just move to the front. You just move to the front. They're not going to pray for you right there, right? Hannah's over here. If there are youth, if you've got sicknesses, illness, if you want to stand in the gap for someone who you know is sick, and then just move to the altar. And we're going to sing, and we're going to believe. We're going to sing, and we're going to believe. God, I know you can. I'm asking that you would. God, I know you can. I'm asking that you would. God, I know you can. I'm asking that you would. With all of the faith in this room, do we believe that God can? Can we start expecting some healing right now? Now listen, physical healing, emotional healing, anxiety healing, relational healing. Can we begin to believe for healing? I'm going to ask everybody in the house to stand. Can we worship? Can we stand in the gap? Can we begin to pray? Can we begin to pray? Can we believe? Just keep moving forward. Just keep crowding forward. If there's not somebody in front of you, move forward. Let's believe. Come on down. We'll take our time. We'll wait. If you're waving the balcony, take your time. Come on down. We're believing for you. With all of 
have the faith in this room, we believe he can. Okay, we're believing. We're believing. We're believing. Father, we sang it, but we believe it. Anything is possible. You're the God of the impossible. And we're trusting right now. God, we say this. We know you can. We know you can create physical healing where there's been a diagnosis. God, we know that you can. The cancer would be removed. We know you can do that, God. We know that where there's mental illness, God, we know that you can wipe that out. God, we believe that where there's joint illness, joint injury, joint joint problems. God, we know that you can. God, where there is relational brokenness and there needs to be relational healing. God, we know that you can. We're asking God that you would. We're believing that you can. We're believing that you would today in the name of Jesus, God, that you would create healing. I'm asking you if the altar right now, if you've come to the altar, I want you to reach your hand forward. I want you to reach your hand forward, obviously, unless you're at the front. I want you to put your hand on somebody's shoulder, and I want you to start praying in the name of Jesus right now. You pray for them. Put your hand forward and start praying for somebody right now. I want you to pray out loud. Pray for someone's healing right now in the name of Jesus. Begin to pray for them. Begin to pray. Hear our prayers, God. Hear our prayers, God. If you're seated, begin to just extend a hand and pray. Maybe you know somebody who's up here. Maybe you know somebody who's not here. Begin to believe. Begin to pray. Begin to ask God to work the miraculous. God, we know you can. We know you can. We're asking that you would. We know you can, God. We believe you can. God, help our faith. Help us to believe. 
So God, we're, we're praying this, obviously, for our creature comfort. That's just how we pray sometimes. God, I'm praying for healing. I'm praying that you would heal me. God, that it would just make my life simpler. But God, ultimately, what we want is your glory. Let's say it together. We want the glory of God. We want the glory of God. So Father, we give all this healing to you for your name's sake, for your glory, God, that your name would be known. And Father, we'll testify. We'll testify of your greatness, God. Do the healing work that only you can do, God. Mystify us, baffle doctors. And then, God, that we would speak powerfully of your glory. We pray all of this. We believe for all of this in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Hey, you can go back to your seats. You can go back to your seats. You can take a seat. We're believing. I'm expecting to hear some testimonies, somebody. I'm expecting for testimonies. Go ahead and take a seat. Amen. 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 Does anybody sense the presence of God? That's what we prayed for. That's what we prayed for. Yes. You know, one of the things that I absolutely have been reminded of this morning for sure is that, number one, we've got issues. Uh, everybody. And if for some reason someone thinks you don't have issue, there's your issue right there. I thought you said tissues. And we've got plenty of tissues. Okay. And oftentimes in, in the midst of our battle, what I do, maybe you don't do this, but I, I look for my weapons Amen. to whether it's seek revenge or to bring resolve to scenarios. I look for weapons. And I'm reminded today of something we learned at Night of Worship that our praise is our weapon and Amen. our greatest Amen. weapon. And praise is our privilege. But it is, a, it is a privilege of ours as children of God to praise him. And when we do that, our perspective shifts. And it helps us to be reminded that he is sovereign and that he is fully in control. And so for everybody believing for divine healing, we believe right there next to you. With all the faith in the room, there's no question God can do great things. Before you leave today, we want to make sure you're aware of some of the things that are really important. So, so number one, listen, if you are not subscribed to our e-news, that would be such a benefit to you to, so that you can just keep track of the, all the things taking place at Cedar Valley. Do that on our website. Look for the e-news. Subscribe to the e-news. It's important. It'll help you very much. Um, but the first thing I want to do is remind you that, so Cultivate, first of all, Cultivate was awesome. And we did a panel at the end of Cultivate, and we said this was going to be our month's podcast. That podcast is up and available. So anywhere you stream podcasts, if you'll just look Cedar Valley Church, click that. The last podcast is the panel from Cultivate. So you've been asking for it. There it is. Send it off to your friends. There's a lot of rich content in that podcast. But also, Cultivate lives on beyond just that one Saturday a year. Uh, we now have a Cultivate Breakout, and it starts today, immediately following this morning's service at 11 o'clock, room 28, which is right down 
You just walk out these doors, there's stairs, you go right down those stairs and you'll see signs taking you all the way to the Cultivate Breakout. You don't want to miss it. It has that same intense, learning, humorous feel that you get at Cultivate. Same thing. It lives on. We want you to be a part of that. Uh, the next thing is groups are underway. Thank you so much. So many of you. We have more participation this season than we've ever had before. And we have more group leaders than we've ever had before. So thank you for stepping up and thank you for believing us that we truly believe life is better in circles. It's awesome in rows, but it's better, in, it's, it's better when you have circles and rows uh, both. So, so thank you for signing up. If you have not signed up, there's a table out there. We'd love to help you get signed up. And last thing, if you are the parents of a, of a newborn and you are looking to dedicate your child in front of your church body, there is a class next week uh, right after service for parents looking to dedicate their children. That's one of our highlights here at Cedar Valley. It just represents all the new life taking place here at Cedar Valley. So if you're new parents or you have a new child and you want to get them dedicated, look for that class immediately following service next uh, week in room 299, so that's in Tiny Valley. And just something funny that happened this morning. I took my daughter, who's five, she just started in kids, but this morning I took her to Tiny Valley to check in. So sometimes you guys make weird decisions in the morning. I was told by our Tiny Valley this morning, you're in the wrong place, you gotta take your daughter to another room. So it doesn't just happen to you, it happens to the best of us as well embarrassing there were so many people there and they yelled at me and kicked me out and called security it was welcome rough. welcome to church world welcome to our world yeah exactly all right so that's all the announcements let's pick up this morning's tithing offering yeah we want to receive an offering this morning so i'm gonna ask our ushers if you guys can come forward guys and gals if you come forward and listen as i as we receive the offering this morning i don't have a bible verse that i'm going to read you i want to i want to tell you about this some of you work in workplaces where you, you are given a budget at the beginning of the year and then it starts to get towards the end of the year and you say to yourself, if I don't spend this money, I ain't getting it back next year. And so I just want to make you aware of something. We have budgets here at church and our pastors and our ministry leaders and our managers, they have budgets. At this point in this year, as tough as these times have been, I just want you to know this. We are $60,000 under our spending budget, which says this. Our staff is responsible with every dollar. We don't just spend money because it's sitting there. We say, we tell our pastors and our ministry leaders all the time, we, we ain't cutting ministry. We will not cut ministry. But we ain't spending money just because it was put there at the beginning of this year. I want you, listen, I'm asking you to give generously and I'm asking you to give sacrificially, but I want you to give with great confidence knowing that your board, that your staff stewards every dollar yeah. and they're responsible with it. So tell them how they yeah. can give. Yeah, so the four ways you can give. Most of you probably know all four of these, so feel free to chime in with me. But you can text the word Cedar Valley to the number 77977. Follow the promptings there. You can go online, cvchurch.org, give online. You can mail in your checks to the office anytime during the week, or you can place your gift in the buckets as they pass you by. Let's pray. Father, thank you for being a God of provision. You are such a generous God. And Lord, thank you for those in this church who have also become so generous. It's because of the generosity of the people of this church that we are able to do the ministry that we do. So God, I pray that you would help us so that we can continue to do things like cultivate and lunch in the park and all these ministries that touch people because people matter most to you and the finances helps us to put our minds together and to accumulate resources so that we can be a blessing to other people 
so that more people can come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. So God, we thank you. We recognize you as the God of provision. We love you. Thank you for all that you're doing in the ministry here at Cedar Valley. Together we all say amen. Hey, one last thing we'll do together after you give. We're going to sing one more song. All together, I invite you to stand to your feet. Let's lift our hands. And then after the song, we will be dismissed. Church, we sing it, I say.
We don't just say that. We don't just sing that. God, we believe that. Help our unbelief. God, when our faith is weak, strengthen our faith. Holy Spirit, empower us. Encourage us. Lord, help us to encourage one another. And God, I pray that this wouldn't be a 65, 70-minute experience. But God, this, this would be lasting. This would stay with us. It's why we need to continue to encourage each other. But God, let, let this linger on. Let it linger on. God, I'm excited about what you're going to do this year. I'm challenged by what you're calling us to do this year. But God, help us unite as a body. Let there be unity. Let there be unity in the body. Give us vision, God. Give us vision. Give us courage. Give us perseverance, Lord God. And now, Father, my prayer is that as we leave this building today, Lord, I'm praying that we're the, the church for lost and hurting world, God. Help us to be that, Lord, we pray in Jesus' name.